Welcome to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and each week we'll explore ways in which the arts can help you raise a smarter kid. I'll be sharing ways the arts can propel your child's learning and interviewing top artists, educators, and entrepreneurs. These guests will share why the arts are so very important to your child, along with actionable ideas you can easily implement into your already busy schedule. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes and share us with a friend. For extra tips on raising smart kids, head on over to artsmartparenting.com and click on the Live tab. Welcome to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and I'd like to thank you for joining me today, along with our special guest, Emily Weber. Emily is an entrepreneur, mentor, and inspirational speaker who is setting the highest standards to promote a positive atmosphere in the arts. It's her mission to pioneer personal growth in individuals, equipping them with empowerment, service, and sustainability through the efforts of Yorkville Performing Arts Center, Up to University, Artists Universe, and Weber Enterprises. Emily serves in several areas of her church, is an active member of More Than Just Great Dancing, a board member of CASA of Kendall County, Illinois, and most importantly, a mother of four. She is the productivity powerhouse and lives each day to get the most out of her time she has been given by balancing the eight key areas of her life. For the past year and a half, I've personally seen Emily blaze trails, not only in the performing arts, but in her community and in the impact she's bringing to the world. I am so excited to have you on the show today, Emily. Well, thank you, Young. I am so excited to be here. It's obvious, Emily, that you're so passionate about the arts. Let's kick things off and start at the beginning. Can you share your background in the arts and how the arts has shaped your life? Absolutely. Um, it all started when I was two years old, and I was actually born pigeon-toed. Um, my hips were completely inverted as a child, and the doctor had mentioned to my mom that he thought it would be good if she got me into ballet to help kind of rotate my legs so at least I would walk straight. Um, so my mom signed me up and danced at age two, and I haven't stopped since. Uh, from there, I really found my love and my passion um, for the art of dance. At 11 years old, it kind of became my safe place. And I, I talk all the time with my kids about the tender age of 11 and 12. When you're going through these times of insecurity and just trying to find your place, and I was going through a time like that in my life. My parents had just gotten divorced, and I found dance to be my safe place where I could go and just be and um, learn and be in a, in a safe environment. So that was really uh, an important time in my life. I had a dance teacher and mentor who kind of took me under her wing and um, let me be at the center, or the, at that time at the studio, um, from the time school got out until 9.30. So I was there under her. She taught me how to teach and mentor kids, uh, which is what then I have gone on to do now um, with the Yorkville Performing Arts Center. Often when I talk to dancers and artists, you know, they they find the arts to become the safe haven where they just feel so loved and so accepted. And, you know, it's not often that 
kids, to, especially today, find that place? And for you at such a, a young age, what a blessing that is. Yes, yes, and, and that's what I'm trying to pass along now to um, all of the students who walk through YPAC doors, but especially to those 10, 11, and 12-year-olds. Um, I just think it's an important time in their life that they have somebody uh, there for them that they know that they can come to with those tender questions or, or what they're dealing with at school and to have someone that just really listens to them and lets them know that they're loved just where they're at. And um, I just think what a gift we have been given to pass along and to give to others. I couldn't agree with that more. It really is such a gift to be able to impact lives and you know, you're doing it in such a great way and really serving your community and I just applaud you for that because I've just seen that journey and you really are making such a difference in the world. Well, thank you so much. And for your students who come to you, you know, and they're, maybe their parent isn't sure they're going to be liking dance or music or theater, you know, what are those life skills that you believe that the arts has to offer kids? You know, I have really learned that through dance, when you fall down, you get back up. I learned the importance of discipline and showing up even when you don't feel like it. I remember there were days where I'm like, oh, I really don't feel like putting on a leotard and type and going, but knowing that when I would leave the studio, I felt better than when I walked in. I learned the importance of being on a team um, and how to empower and strengthen that team because I was always taught that you're only as good as your weakest link, and I became the person that would empower and strengthen strengthen the weakest link in our team so we could rise to the top. And I feel like that's what I do every day on a daily basis um, through the multiple businesses that Brian and I have together. That, you know, you, you look for the person in the back row and you figure out how can I empower this person, inspire this person, invest in this person so they can kind of move up in confidence and be the very best that they can be. Whether that's a student, a team member, an employee, Anybody. I think that's one of the greatest lessons I've learned, and which has really become my mission to pioneer personal growth and in individuals and equipping them with empowerment so they can um, serve themselves, serve others, and create sustainability for themselves and others. And what great lessons to take away. You know, that's a, it's a pretty heavy thought as far as the empowerment, sustainability. When someone brings a two-year-old to you, how do you relay that message of the arts in terms that make sense for that two-year-old? Um, for for the two-year-old, you know, we bring in that it, this is a place that they feel comfortable and have, like, the space is just very comfortable for them. It has colors that they they recognize. It has shape. It has feeling. And actually, we end every single class at YPAC with a hand circle, and they yell, I am wonderful. And I have a great story about a two-year-old who every time when she drives by our building in her car, she screams at the top of her lungs, I am wonderful, because that's what she feels inside when she our building and I can't like I, I get overwhelmed with that thought knowing that that's how these kids really see themselves and feel when they're inside our building and that's amazing because I feel that kids these days there's so many there's so many directions they're being pulled in and finding the place where yeah. they can be comfortable with themselves they're confident and they know that they're valued in the world that is such a huge lesson for them to learn yes absolutely Kids really do have a ton of activities, whether they're in school, there's lots of, there's lots of pressure for them to perform well academically. Why is participating in the arts so important for every child? 
I think um, the arts is one of those activities and staples in your life where you cannot get instant gratification. You cannot press a button and, you know, learn how to properly do a double pirouette. You cannot press a button and, you know, learn how to play an instrument. So I think just that it is a, um, you know, kind of a development and one that I think is necessary in today's generation, that it's not instant gratification, it takes hard work, it takes consistency, it takes practice, um, and I think that even more today, uh, families need to get involved, get their kids involved in a positive arts program, um, so that they are learning those crucial life skills when they go out to work, that it is going to take hard work, it is going to take consistency, it is going to take showing up every day, and, you know, just continually learn those life lessons through the arts better than I think any kind of organization that we have out there, especially in the technology-driven arena that we're in right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I have an almost 13-year-old, so I understand that for them, everything is, is so quick getting to their phone, finding answers for to a question, being able to connect with yeah. their friends. So I, I agree that the arts really teaches that piece of perseverance and really fosters these great leaders who learn to be patient, who learn to know that it's not about the end result, it's about that journey to get there. self-improvement absolutely I think are critical factors and things that I feel that kids and their parents still need to continually strive for every single day so here on this podcast we're all about helping parents raise smarter kids how do you think that the arts plays into their kids being smarter I think the complexity of dance music and art all play in in that role because it takes, you have to use your mind and brain to be able to control different parts of your body while at the same time um, different, you know, parts of your mind are working while your body is working with an instrument and I think just being able to uh, connect all of those pieces helps um, kids, you know, think more intelligently. And their thinking of the complexity, why do I have to do that? Why do I, and it's constantly having them ask questions of themselves, and therefore that expands their learning and expands their mind. Yeah, and that really touches on the critical thinking and problem solving, but I think there's no other medium that really gets them to use those skills. In schools, they're sitting at desks, desks all day, they're filling in the blanks, they're staying within a very rigid framework. Correct. is more of a kinesthetic. You're using your whole body. You're, you, you know, you're figuring it out, which is, which is how I learned still to this day. I, you know, put me in a situation and I want to be hands-on. I want to be doing it, figuring it out. And, and, um, and then, you know, that kind of just drives into the next place. But I, I think you're exactly right. 
and, and I'm exactly the same way. I'm very much a kinesthetic learner, you know, and it wasn't for me until I got to graduate school and took a course about learning and learned about Howard Gardner and the theory of multiple intelligences when I finally discovered that, gosh, you know, all those years of growing up in a school system where I was a great student, but I did really poorly on those standardized tests. And I felt really badly about myself until I discovered this secret, if you will, that each of us learns in all these different ways, but schools and tests and the way things are structured in that environment are really only geared towards two of eight different kinds of intelligences, which really puts a lot of kids, I think, at a disadvantage. Yes, and, and kind of pushed aside. They don't feel like they have a place until they find a program where they are being fed in the way that they learn. And I think that us as artists and mentors to children, I think that's one of our biggest, um, you know, our biggest jobs is to look at each different kid and how they learn. It's not our way of learning, it's how do they learn. So you could teach somebody right, left, right, you could teach somebody one, two, three, you could teach somebody front, back, front. It's all the same steps, but everybody learns a different way, and it's our job as educators to look at that kid and say, how can I reach them in the way that they see things, in the way that they learn? And I don't think all school systems are doing that. Exactly right. And I think some teachers are really, really great, but there are so many constraints on them as far as what they have to achieve, what they need to get through in their curriculum. So I think it's our great privilege that we can spend the time with these kids, really get to know their strengths and how we can build those strengths, rather than the schools that sort of focus on the weakness and try to build up that weakness. But each of us has these great great, amazing things inside of us that we're just ready to share the world. It's finding that mentor or that safe place that leads us to uncover that in ourselves. For some kids, they don't even know this is there, but being part of the arts and, you know, working in an environment where they're taught to work collaboratively and to really explore who they are and what they bring to the world, I think is such a great opportunity for these kids. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I consider it one of my greatest blessings. We're just about to the end of our time together, but you've shared so much great and valuable information with me today. But what is one simple tip that you could provide parents about how to incorporate the arts into their already busy lives? For me, um, I'm a parent of four, as you said in the very beginning, and what I look for in Brian and I together is we look for programs that match our values as a family, um, what are kind of those core values that matches a family, and then we look at, is there a place that can offer uh, different programs for our different personality children in one place? So is there one place where we can go where my daughter who loves to dance can dance, my other daughter who loves to sing, she can sing, um, and finding so you can just go drop off in one place and then spend the quality family time together where you're not running different ways um, and really kind of tap into, you know, if you your child tries music and doesn't like it, maybe there's another program. Maybe they would like hip-hop. Maybe they would like tumbling. Maybe they would like art classes. You know, finding their their niche uh, theater as well. We offer theater at the time. And um, just kind of listening to what they want and then going um, from that perspective and, and kind of all talking in a group of what is what is it you like about this program? Why do you want to go here all the time? And um, just continuing 
continually finding those programs in their community uh, that are teaching those life lessons and values to give back portion that's really big with our center and, and our family. Um, so, and that's something that a lot of people do come to us for is because we're teaching these kids that it's just not all about themselves in an I-driven society. And that's a beautiful lesson about being able to then take these gifts and share them with the community and making a bigger impact, which I know that's what you are all about, about making huge impacts, bringing on the change, and really having a voice in this very crowded world that we live in. Before we end our call today, what is the best way for our listeners to find out more about YPAC and about all of your amazing programs? Um, the best way I would say is to go to our website at www.ypacarts.com. Uh, or for me personally, you can go to facebook.com backslash Emily Shares, where I go more on a national, international level of inspiration and empowerment through the arts. All of Emily's contact information will be part of our show notes on the podcast page at Art Smart Parenting. All right, Emily, I just want to take a moment to really thank you for spending some time with us today, sharing your valuable insights with the world, and letting us know that the arts really are a way that we can impact our communities and change the world. Well, thank you, Young, for doing this program and for having me on today. I am really privileged and honored to be a part of it. Thanks for tuning in to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share us with a friend and leave us a review here on iTunes. Be sure to head over to artsmartparenting.com for free updates to help you raise a smarter kid through the arts. And if you're looking for more ways to propel your child's learning, join me each Wednesday for a free live webinar where you'll discover how your child learns best, how to supercharge learning, and the often hidden mismatch between teaching, testing, and your child. Sign up today at artsmartparenting.com and click on the Live tab. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes where I'll be sharing tips and tricks to incorporate the arts into your already busy schedule and expert interviews with artists, educators, and entrepreneurs on how the arts can help you raise a smarter kid. Until next time, I'm Young Pratt, your partner in raising smart kids.